do this. What's up, long players? Welcome back to the long play listening party. You know the drill. Drew, Tim, Travis, we're still hanging out. We are going to be listening to the uh, 2005. Is it 2005? 2004. 2004. Uh, Rent Money Big album, Proper Flesh Suit. This is the kind of one official big LP of Tim and Drew's college band. Uh, a band that I loved. I did not know either of you guys personally, sort of back then. We did play one or two shows. I remember that house show, um, like north of the stadium that we played together. Uh, um, but anyway, Ralphie, I told Drew. Ralphie, what was the house? Uh, I have no house idea. What Hold- it's the house on Holdridge. Ralphie versus the Sunset House. Ralphie Maybe that sounds familiar. Yeah, Marco. Shout out it to had Marco. The, it had the Floriani. Um, we played in the living room. Yep. But uh, uh shout out to Jeremy from Think Mule on the cover art. Okay, cool. So I'm for the video watchers, I'm holding up the cover art. So uh, I had graduated college in May of 2004, moved to Minneapolis. Uh, but I was coming back every month basically to see my girlfriend at the time. And uh, I have a distinct memory of going to Homer's downtown to buy a bunch of records, including this one. Um, so that's how I got my copy of Proper Flesh Shoot. This is a record that I love. This is a record that I took back to Minneapolis. Um, and even I remember specifically later that year, well, early 2005, I guess, um, sitting on the dock at the house where I rented a room and writing riffs. And I wrote two riffs I was super excited about because they reminded me of Rent Money Big Riffs. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. Like this stuff is sinking in. And um, those are, I'm going to blank on the song names. Mars Lights has recorded one of them and has a demo of the other one. So like, it's kind of come almost full circle to where then like Corey hooked me up with Drew later and we, you know, made so much music and and been friends for so long and everything but so i've got like i come i guess my point is i come to this record as a huge fan and that's why i'm excited to listen to it with you guys and um talk about it a little bit and just hang out i do want to read uh the credits which is going to be hard in this light but um they're short and i i think it's some useful background information that might jog some memory so here we go Track six was recorded at the laboratory in Lincoln, Nebraska in January, 2004. That would be uh, Killer Bees the Size of Cats. That was Nick Wester's uh, basement. All right. Uh, everything else recorded in Emerson Recital Hall at Nebraska Wesleyan University in May, 2004. All tracks, <laughs> yeah, all tracks engineered and mixed by Nick Westra. They were then mastered by Doug Van Sloan to Studio B in June 2004. Uh, and they will be enjoyed for all eternity. Nate's Shotgun says all these songs, recordings are copyrighted. Um, our direction designed by, and it's left blank. <laughs> <laughs> it is? Yeah. Jeremy and thank you. Let's try. Can I get it? Wow. It's not going to focus. Did we uh, fuck that up or did he do that on purpose? <laughs> I, I didn't know. even, I've never I noticed that. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yep. Pretty great. So uh, we can just talk, we can talk about whatever, but uh, here we go. The idea of a white Jesus. Tim, I think uh, we came up with this song almost 20 years ago. Exactly. Really? 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. It would have been summer of 03. Um, I remember, you know, my dad being a minister. Uh, I think Drew and I in high school going back and forth. He was the one that first kind of turned to me and said, I don't know if Jesus was white, man. And I just remember thinking... <laughs> And for years, I think we even like years later were watching TV and Discovery had a 
picture of him from the Middle East and like, oh, of course! How did I not make this connection that there's the Romans painting this guy to relate to the Romans? Uh, so. But it was um, a pretty mind-blowing thought in semi-rural Nebraska in 2004. Jesus yeah. is not white. He's from the Middle East. And that's the, that's the whole song, basically. <laughs> oh, and the, basically the whole idea of the song is Everyone has the hero's journey. Everyone's the Jesus in their own Bible, kind of, thing, you know. And that's that's the point. And so, you know, no offense to religions out there, but that's the journey is. And and religions help people get there too sometimes, but it's just figuring out your journey. That's that's, that's the idea. Yeah, if you're uh, oh. I know. Tim, I just where's, a where's this? Where's this keyboard? Do you still have this keyboard? What happened? To it? I did not. It was. In, it broke several keys. Even it was probably several broken keys while we recorded. But uh, I remember we we stood we, on it on stage at Knickerbockers several one time. times. Stood on several several times. But here in the, uh-huh. I remember recording the keyboard in in the. It's a little amphitheater in the basement of Wesleyan. I convinced the security guards that I had a reason to be there. Um, they're all friends of mine for various reasons. Um, and then we like siphoned off like the off stage, the, the stage left. We put blankets and pillows from from the lobby and just made a little sound booth for the my little keyboard. We put through it. It's like a little Casio piece of junk you put on the organ sound. It sounded amazing. The little distortion on it. Um, <laughs> Why did Hawaii? I don't, you know, Drew, I've been thinking about this for a long time. We recorded in Nick's basement, recorded the whole album. I recorded vocals in the stairwell. I don't remember being part of the conversations as to why we wanted to record everything else, except Killer B sounded great. Yeah, Killer B sounded good, and we didn't think we could do better. Um, I think Joe and Mike just thought that it sounded kind of flat. I don't know, everything was fun. everything was done in a basement, so it was really dry. And um, so then we went and did the opposite and recorded in an auditorium on campus. Um, and running through the timeline here is kind of uh, eye-opening. I, I can't believe how much we did in a short amount of time. Like we we wrote all this stuff basically in. I don't know, a matter of nine months in 2003. And then we recorded the whole album twice in the first six months of 2004. And then it came out, like we got CDs in July of 2004. Basically, uh, the guys put them on their credit cards. Yeah. We're there, one and only, uh, uh, Someday Never. Yeah. Shout out to Someday Never. We, we killed a record label. <laughs> Single-handedly. And, I mean, like, so, yeah, we were um, we were not good at uh, doing much other than just writing the music and having fun. You and I made some so, yeah, what, what is good? The, the verse riff on this song fucking rules. It's such a Drew riff. And I love it. I love I love this song. I love this riff so much. Uh, lyric, Landslide Architect, uh, Will, Will, this is a Will Holmes lyric, right? Drew? Yeah, I think Will, well, Basically Will came up with the title from the concept. Yeah, he wrote the lyrics too, I think. Conceptualized it as being about like a superhero, like a comic book uh, character named Landslide Architect, who would like summon landslides telekinetically or something. There's another um, another keyboard. Yeah, it's that same keyboard, keyboard with. Uh, I think you had uh, an old, uh, like a a big green uh, small stone phaser. That's right. I, I wish we still had that. That was, uh, that was yeah. that's probably worth something now. But no, I was saying like we were not good at um, the logistics of being in a band because we. Uh, I mean, first of all, like we recorded this whole thing in in like overnight in one session, 
And so we didn't have a lot of time to, you know, get the takes. We just kind of played through it until it felt like we didn't have any big takes. And, um, yeah, then we went through and overdubbed guitars, bass, vocals. I remember Nate and I recorded together on that stage, like, the main tracks. And, uh, yeah, I just, I remember walking out of there, like, at seven or eight in the morning <laughs> after having been up all night. We pushed all the couches in there, and it yeah. was wild. It was a wild I think, I think you fell asleep. <laughs> you, you left me in there. You guys left me in there on the couches. <laughs> I forgot about that. We picked up that. the couch while you were sleeping on it, you and we left dicks. it out in the hall <laughs> for the security guards to find you. They, of course, were like, uh, Tim, you said you'd be done by midnight. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh... They left me here. Those pranksters. But I mean, like, how? 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 <laughs> silly goose. It's so. I forgot about that. Dudes rock for us yeah. to like be told. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you guys can do better. Why don't you take a little more time and, and do it? And of course, our solution was to do it all in one night. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you tracked right. everything live, but then replaced some stuff? Or what were you saying well, about no, overdubbing? They, they, they did the drums. I did the guitar, like the, the core guitar tracks. Okay. And we, he and I recorded that together. And then I immediately went through and did like one overdub on guitar on every song. And then Will started overdubbing bass. It's, I don't know why we did it all in this order, but like, we made Tim go last. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, that makes sense, yeah. Well, his name uh, is Skyhill. It comes later. Yeah. Uh, um, quick quick, yeah, quick note about this song. Um, this song's basically written because of your delay pedal, right? JFKVD is the test. But he, Drew had this really cool delay thing he was doing. I don't remember. Uh, and, and then... I, you used a lot of DD20, didn't you, on this record? I still, yeah, I still have that. And then so the song uh, idea, I think, is Drew's idea, and I sort of ran with the lyrics of... Um, geez, what was it? It was probably... It was probably JFK, JFK having PBR or something. And somebody... Somebody said, hey, it was... Write a song called JFKVD because he had bought a VD. And uh, so we did. <laughs> I don't remember the metaphor, but I made it work. <laughs> I love. Uh, so this one really kind of shows the Stooges' influence, I think. And I fucking love the little riff that comes in on the back half of the verse. The da 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 da. Just like. Ah, so good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I think about this song from time to time and kind of uh, have a, I, I don't know, I, I somehow managed to write an entire song without ever changing um, out of just like a droning D chord with, with uh, I mean, there's like some pedal tone stuff going on under the keys, but like the whole thing is just like, uh, it's all it's all solid I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. you can really hear the uh, amphitheater on the vocal yeah the, the amphitheater uh, well the, the auditorium sounded good it was like the decision to record it there was good execution was not bad it's just you did a whole LP in one night yeah. because I think we were trying to get it in time for tour which oh, we didn't even right. manage to do Travis gone uh, there, he there he is, is. Um, so we, <laughs> no. we tried to have the, uh, uh, the 
CDs in time for tour, but uh, appropriately, we missed the deadline, and then we were handed boxes and boxes of CDs the day that we got home from tour. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Perfect timing, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that whole, that whole Where tour. Where we ate it. Yeah, well, I mean, we were supposed to go out for, like, a second leg of the tour, but we came back completely broke, <laughs> and we couldn't afford it. Have you, have you ever come back from a tour with money? He said you got $5 that one time. Haircuts was the only one. You got $5 that one time. I overdrew my checking account in California. I think I still owe my dad yeah. nine grand or something. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Yeah, you know, his dad had to, to your dad, man. Like, we spent all of our money on the first two van breakdowns, and then it yeah. broke down a third time in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And okay. like, you know, it was either it was either we borrow some money and get home, or we just live in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad place, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think um, uh, one of our I friends. One of our friends, Jim, Jim Schroeder, called in and we were like, uh, hey, we need some advice, Jim. He said, if if God's your co-pilot, you need to switch seats. <laughs> Why? You want God to be your pilot? Yeah, because we're not piloting well. <laughs> okay, so I'm hard to argue with the okay, result. Um, uh, so, yeah, we were, we were a bunch... Of- I'm just thinking of the autopilot from the airplane right now is getting like a blowjob from the like be able to fly the plane. I'm sorry, that's all I can say right now. From, from Sam, the movie airplane. Go ahead. Or, or, or <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Whoever. I apologize. It's hard to overstate what a bunch of incompetent chuckle fucks we were. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I thought I thought I was so smart too. It's so funny looking back. We had this fun. song specifically. We had a lot. Um, you know, and we, I recently converted all of our what little tour footage we actually shot uh, and like local show footage, and uh, did a little 20th anniversary video a year late. It was the 21st anniversary, technically. <laughs> oh, is that on? Uh, will you send me that, Tim? I'd love to see that and link sure. to it. Yeah, it's on my uh, it's on my website. I was while I was laid off. I was like, I gotta I gotta produce something here, so uh, I made it during that. But I'll send it over to you. But there's a lot of fun stuff in there. Um, this breakdown's really fun. I don't I don't remember this one of the songs we cut pretty early because it got annoying, but. It was a good track. Yeah, I feel like everything's like so fast. All the songs are very fast. Like, yeah. you guys just like, had you guys just like slow down a little bit, you know? We didn't like, ever slow down. We didn't ever slow like, down. We were just kind of a blast of no uh, dynamics, just fire hose. We were just, just you, we were like but 20. But if you had though, if you just slowed down a little bit and <laughs> been a little bit more mellow. Like, maybe, maybe could have captured the Christian group, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm maybe sorry. The, maybe the van wouldn't have broken down. Yeah. <laughs> the van, uh, yeah. All sorry. I just say is yes. But yeah, no, we're, we're just fast as 10. 20 to 22 years old. Lovely. And, uh, Absolutely lovely. Yeah, you know, we sounded like a bunch of 20 to 22 year olds. No, I love it. Uh, like honestly, like why Tim? Like I wanted why I wanted Tim or why I picked him over other people was because of the recordings that you guys had. I was like, this shit's fucking. It. I love this. This is great. Yeah, I want that guy in this band. You know, he, he totally gets it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the live sets. Yeah. What I remember the live sets is exactly like Tim said. I mean, the fire hose and just. Uh, through uh, really great moves, like art damaged rock moves, you know, not like fucking, I don't know, making the, the guitar a gun or anything, just but just like, 
just like crazy energy, hair flying everywhere. Tim coming out into the crowd, rolling around on the floor, swinging the microphone around, like all of it. Uh, my, I, I will, I will, you know, there's two things I want to say about our dance moves. The first thing is I think Drew and I think we stole all of our dance moves from the big Lebowski. I think <laughs> that's my opinion. Really? Really? You know how the shoe he's dancing down the stairs with the shoes right. twisting. It's, yeah. Everything's based from that. Every literally everything. The other thing is at the very end of rent money big, I think we had just played a reunion show at, a, you know, new year's Eve. I sat, I sat at Duffy's and had a beer and Javid uh, from Bright Come Blue and Javid and several other amazing Lincoln, Nebraska bands sat next to me and said, Hey, I have, I have something to tell you. You wore baggy pants way too much. We could never see your dance moves. <laughs> Why didn't you wear tighter pants? And right in that moment, I went, I don't know. I have no, I think because Drew and I liked Wu-Tang a lot. I thought that's what we, we need. I have my pants needed to be. Two inches below my belt waist. It was pretty skinny know. jeans. Yeah, it was before the time. Well, we were children of the 90s. So yeah. obviously, I like Jenkos a lot, you know. <laughs> you have a large uh, waist area, like uh, in the genitals. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotta hold my pants. I have something to hold my pants up with. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Or halfway through armadillos in our trousers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Trouser Dillo. No. Trouser Halfway Dillo. through, and the inverse—the <laughs> inverse is also correct. This is another Will. Uh, Will Dillo times. Yeah, let's talk about Will and Nate a little bit. Uh, Will on bass and Nate on drums. Yeah, let's we listen, met. Let's, 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 let's I, start. I didn't want to. This is the Vincent Price chords. That's right. I was trying to tell. I'm. Ta- I'm taking guitar lessons for the first time since I was in. Uh, Eighth grade, Jerry Vanderheide. Uh, second shout out to Jerry Vanderheide. Uh, but uh, I was trying to explain to my guitar teacher this chord that I came up with. And I, just, <laughs> I forgot. I love the idea that you just said. I was trying to explain to my guitar teacher the chord that I came up with. What a beautiful start to anything. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah. Go on. Um, but no, I was trying to remember what the Vincent Price chord. <laughs> I was drawing a blank at the time. I think I might be able to play it now. But it used like all six strings. And uh, uh to talk yeah. about Will, uh Will has a great mind for history. Uh, and I'd say Lenslayer. What is C like- seven minor augmented the eighth? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Add, add eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Diminished. Yeah, personal, uh, 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 for all the podcast listeners, I just made a motion of air going right over my head. But I have I no, I don't know what I said. I don't even know what I said. I'm just, I'm just repeating things I've heard, like a good um, human. Uh, one thing I want to say about lyrics and Run Money Big is being the front man. I love writing and stuff, but I always tried to get everybody to write, especially Will, because he had such a I would say Venus flytrap mind for history. Yeah. And so inverse is also correct. If you listen to it, it's dumb as hell. I think there's even a, a cancellation, our only cancellation lyric, I think, is uh, if you... If you uh, Don't get it, us canceled. Yeah, if you, if you ski too much, if you, if you spend too much time on the slopes, you get ski-tarded, I think is what, what Will wrote. So I'm blaming Will. So Will's getting canceled. Hey, you know what? I'm um, sorry, bro. But retard is a word. It's a beautiful word. That's right. It means right. slow down. It's <laughs> but fine. other than that lyric, this song is dumb and amazing. So you were and trying I think to slow down while. while <laughs> that's my favorite thing about Will's lyrics is you know the inverse is also correct. The wrong thing in life makes the right thing possible, and you know we always Will and I would always talk about dualism and its trapping for better or worse, and uh, our in our lyrical talkings but i loved involving will because he wrote crazy things like this and the the music just fits it too it just clicks right in so. it's also will, has the lyric I, I, without I, I really, without sorry, a will you will, ain't I, got no Derek, Derek, like, he always will, i really dig that back at me i love it 
That's all I want to say. I'm sorry to interrupt right now. But Will, That's fine. like, I really, really love this stuff. Like, it's, like I, I haven't heard it a lot. You've heard it a lot more than I have. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, like, the Rent Money Big stuff, it's great. It's really, really good, man. And, uh, like, great songwriter. Like, great lyrics, great energy. All, all, everything about it. Like, I, I love all of it, man. Like, uh, it's as is, is much as I love having Tim in the, in the band right now playing bass. I wish you guys were, like, doing this right now. Oh, I know. I do miss. I wish we were still doing it. And the good news, and I want to hear what Drew is trying to say a second ago too, but Travis, the good news is, while this is like sort of the only LP, there's quite a bit of other material oh, in know, different yeah. EPs and things. And the, the Family Huddle EP in particular, like you've yeah. got to check out. So yeah. good. Well, I've, I've, what, um, what Tim has sent me, like how I was introduced to Tim, I like all of it. Like I was like, yeah, this is fantastic. This is, this is great. I love this stuff. And it's too bad that it's like, it, like, you know, it's not like continuing at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lives on yeah. in my heart. What were you trying to say earlier, Drew? Oh, no, I was just calling attention to the without a will. Got no oh, Drew. yeah. You got no Here. Drew. That's right. Which I. I <laughs> From the inverse. Darren, Darren, will will always, Darren is always quoting that back at me. I don't know. For 20 years, Darren has been saying that. Yeah, so I guess the, to explain that further, the inverse is also correct as the lyric is referencing. And I think I, I added that into Will's song, into Will's lyrics, because as without a will, there is no... What's the official, the reference, the referential Without a will, there is no way. Without a will, there is no way. So without a will, there is no through. Again, very dumb, but means so much to me personally. <laughs> you want to talk about killer bees the size of cats, Drew? Where did that title come from? Did Paul Bonk? You know, I just heard last or... night on a podcast. I don't know. Uh, must have been. Must have been. But killer bees was a was a Murdoch thing. They, whatever paper he bought in the early '90s in San Francisco or San Diego or somewhere, they made up killer bees being an issue. Yeah, just in Mexico. Because he's from Australia, yeah. and the Australian killer bees, of course, is like, oh, hey, let's like, let's spread this to America. Make it happen. Actually, weren't actually a problem. No, <laughs> no. Did you end up panicked? Exactly. The beginning of it's Fox like News. Lettuce is not a problem. So this is the one that we did record in Nick Nick's basement. You know, Nick Wester was a a genius. Yeah, this oh, one turned out good. Talk more, talk more about Nick, Drew. I Drew, well, so talk he. More about Howie, did you? Did you ever see Crush the Clown? Sure, I did. I don't have a specific memory, but yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Say it again. See what now? Crush the Clown. What is it? Crush. It was a band from Lincoln, Lincoln Band. Back, okay. Back Nick's in the back when. Alright. Contemporaries was... of what you're hearing now. But okay. like, yeah. So Nick was a really good songwriter, guitar player in his own right. But like, he recorded a lot of uh, a lot of bands of that era. And um, very soft-spoken. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty chill, laid-back dude. Um, but then would very, write these amazing punchy in the face songs. Very quiet. Um, on. Unless he was like performing his song, uh, yeah, interesting guy. Um, I haven't seen him in a long time. I don't know why. Uh, Is he? I feel like oh, I don't want to speak out to you. My favorite Nick moment, real quick. We were recording a super loud song, like loud as hell. <laughs> Probably Killer Bees. I don't know. I, and I think Drew, maybe you were just tracking over it, but it was loud as hell. You had all your amps on, and I'm going. Great track, Drew. Awesome. I think I that. Turn around. Next. <laughs> so dead asleep. Like this. Yeah, because we were always recording late at That's night. Like, so we were... This is the funny thing. Like, we, we spent weeks working on this record at his house, trying to get the takes right. And then we ended up... Doing it all one night. <laughs> doing it all over again in one night. And we're like, yeah, this is the one we're going to keep. 
That's just how it works somehow, and like and this is exactly how it works. The yeah. the grind the grind of like doing all those weeks also like informs the that's like practice yeah, moment, in a yes. way. Oh, the like screen! All, all of the Didn't you scream into your guitar, Drew? Yeah. yeah. So the I used Nate uh, like an old silver tone guitar that Nate had, and it had microphonic pickups. And in the moments before we tracked this song, we realized that we could all hear ourselves talking through through the pickup. <laughs> so so nice. the the intro to that song is like I think I looped. Uh, me screaming into that pickup and they can hear it at the very end there at the last yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so i put it through i put it through like a dl4 or something and um yeah it it just it's just there at the beginning <laughs> and the end this this whole fucking band was so insane like it was just yeah it was just a, a it was just like a burst of energy and then it was over you know like that this album's like a half hour long and it was just like we kind of put everything we had into every second of of playing and being in that band. And As like, you should. I remember yeah. like we got shit from uh, the local, the prominent local music critic for like not having more dynamics in our music and on, like not having yes. quiet songs and not writing hooks. And it was like, I mean, the whole band was Have just. You listen to it for fun. It's just the, you it was, listen like, to it. Yeah. Well, yeah, like we made it short because the whole thing was just like a blast of energy. It was all yeah. just like early twenties, ninety. The hook pulse is the song. Music. The song is the hook. Yeah. 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 It's so like, that's it. Yeah. It's like it's like here it is. Boom. Have you heard of uh, Guided by Voices? I mean, for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. 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 So we, you know, we were always like, "Fuck a quiet part." You know, like <laughs> yeah, the whole thing exactly. is going to be. Um. Yeah, the, the relatively we, quiet moment yeah. of the album is me screaming into a guitar pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were experimented with is, quiet yeah. parts in when we wrote the uh the trilogy, the the three songs about uh vampires who yeah. tried to start a blood drive out of their van. <laughs> That's become a band. I love it. Yeah. But no one really reacted to the slow parts. I think yeah. uh, oh, and then song to swing back and forth to, like in the noose. It was yeah. always kind of rough to play compared to the other. Yeah, we, we tried we them. tried quiet moments and they just didn't hit, so we kind of we, we kind of didn't we ditched them. Yeah, um, that's how that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the, it was it was fun. It was a good. It was. I just I remember, like, we'd set up to play the show. It, it, like, we'd we'd all be drunk within 30 minutes and um <laughs> like just i remember being so fucking hyped to start every show it was just like so much fun and it, it like every song is just like that feeling of being a 20 year old that's just completely wired on you know that's what the band was. It yeah, burned it, hot, it, it burned hot. It, it felt burned a little. Short. It felt a little dangerous, and I mean, not in like a literal. Anyone was afraid for their safety or anything, but like you didn't know <laughs> what was going to happen. Yeah, it was about guys... ready. To, it was ready to fall apart. We were playing at yeah. the right at the edge of our abilities the whole time. Yeah, and like so we fucked up all the time. And that was and that was yeah, great sure. though. I mean, uh-huh. it gave a gr- a great energy to the show, and that really comes through on this record. Like the record sounds pretty crazy <laughs> yeah yeah well and to talk to nate we haven't talked about nate at all like he was like, i'm gonna play uh playing play, paying yeah. bills but yeah talk about nate we need to play talk about paying bills next because we, we did hit, do a, we did he do hit the drums video. real hard yes um, he hit the drums he, real hard and i was always punk. trying to get a bigger amp he would and we had to kind of court him from a punk band because they had bigger parties and more fans than we did. Yeah. And so we had to be like, well, our riffs are better. You know, and our, <laughs> our songwriting's better. And luckily, Jim Schroeder came into our lives. And, and so he was like, okay, I'm going to go hang out with these guys. Jim came from the list. Um, yeah, Nate, Nate also wrote a couple, couple lyrics, too. I think he helped with... Oh, I can't remember what lyrics he helped. Do you remember what lyrics he helped with through off the top of your head? Uh, I think he helped me fill in a lot of gaps when I was struggling. Did he help you with Killer Bees? 
I bet so. Bet so. Uh, paying bills to talk about this. We did. This is our only video, and I probably will not share it with you. <laughs> we had a video. Remember, we did this. I did a video class. My senior All year. All right. Yeah, you did a you did a class project. Yeah. And I had a little animation I did in Flash. If anybody remembers Flash in there. Um, uh, but it was a, this whole song, the lyrics and everything is about is if you were to replace uh, money with high fives, and so secondary reinforcement would be high fives. So that's the, that's the thing, and that is in and of itself has problems. Um, and even in the video, I had a friend of mine who's an amazing, amazing artist, but he does not have hands or feet. So I was like, even, this is even a bad idea because he can't high five. You know, like capitalism is flawed. Is essentially what's, the, what's a what's a high five now with inflation? Oh my gosh, it's uh, twenty-two. I don't have a, don't have a yes and to that. That's a really it's good. Twenty-two setup, at this I point. Wish I, had a yes. so, I think we're looking at nineteen. A nineteen. At least. A nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A nineteen. Um, any anywho. Um, but yeah, so this is this lyrics are essentially about capitalism's plot, but I was very excited to do a music video, but it does not hold up. It's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, then was uh, there a story about Nate hitting the drums hard, or that was just like a general? He did that general, comment. Nate yeah. hit the drums very hard. It was hard to compete with him volume wise. Yeah, always. One thing. So what? A funny Nate story. So he too, like he would zone out when he plays. And so when his girlfriend at the time would come, she'd be in the front and be like, hey, Nate. But he'd be drumming. He'd be looking right at her. And at the end of the end of the song, he'd be like, oh, hey, how are you? Thank you for coming. And she's like, you were looking at me the whole time. What do you mean? And it's like, oh, I'm not. We met yeah, Nate and Will. We met Nate and Will because they re- responded to a flyer that Tim and I put up. In, uh, An Axel Rose-based flyer. A bunch of... Uh, yeah, Axel. Axel was on the flyer for some reason. Um, it was a yeah, so they called. They called Tim, and we got together. We went over to Will's house, and we jammed, and um, you know, we we all just kind of bonded over like Queens of Stone Age, Gazi, Queens of Stone Age, Stooges. I remember. Will introduced me to Bitches Brew, which fucking blew my mind. Bitches Brew, oh my god, seriously? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Okay. On the yeah. corner? This is not on oh, the corner? Man. Oh, so good. Jesus uh, Christ. Or, I, and or, uh, and there's a, an album put out by, uh, can't remember the name of the producer, but uh, it's called Panther Lassa. Sticks on the corner, takes a little bit of Bitches Brew, sticks oh, a couple yeah. different things, and uh, it mixes it all together, and he, like, does a complete remaster of it. Oh, Pantalas is so genius. Oh my god. But yeah, Miles Davis, sorry. That is oh, so jumping good. there. Okay. The Live Evil album reminds me of this period of time when we were recording it. I think we were we were listening to that a lot around this time. Yeah, so that's the ending lyric is, uh, this world must be all fucked up if paper is what equals life, basically. You need to talk to, you need to talk to that guy back then in 2004 and be like, dumbass. Plastic. Yeah, well, you know, we were, we were very, uh, broke <laughs> at the time. You're very anti-capitalism. I think we had a song called Coffee All Day, and now I drink coffee all day. So, you know, the irony's real. <laughs> Um, we got one yeah, more. Said, uh, Is this the last one? Yeah, one more. Uh, Ruckus Fuckus. This which is, is kind of what a perfect title for a Rent Money Big song. I love this riff, Drew, but it got old. It did. This song did get old. We we didn't like playing this all the time. Uh, yeah, and I think our friends. Sometimes ahead, you there. just drive yourself insane with your own music. <laughs> I think our friend Stroop just absolutely loved this, and he would like wouldn't be at a show for most of it, and then he'd like show up late and then come out of nowhere and be like, "Rockets, Rockets, Rockets, Rockets," and all of like, oh. "Come on, Stroop, we weren't even here for the rest of the set." <laughs> uh, 
I do like the lyrics. They're just kind of silly, fun party lyrics. On your underground. On your stereo and on your underground. Very dumb. Other dumb and yeah. silly stuff. Doing all quite dumb. I uh, just, you know, and Trev, I'd love to hear your your thoughts on the writing process too, but Rent Money Big, um, for me, it was always, you know, I took notes from Mike Patton throughout my whole career. He's definitely a hero of mine. So happy I got to see Mr. Bungle last month. But he always would write noises first, you know, and yeah. noises would turn into some words, and then those words would give you the thread, the, thread, the theme that you were trying to write, and of course, am, your yeah. life and too, but I'd always try to pull in Drew and like, Drew, you haven't written a song in a while or, you're, or he'd just show up with some lyrics and I'd just build on it or try to fit his weird architecture or, or civil engineer lyrics into a riff, you know I, so. I, I find that if you write lyrics first you write a bad song if you write yeah. the song first and let the lyrics become what the song needs them to be you will write a good song. Um, I mean, you can write poems. Yeah, poems are fantastic. Yeah. You know, you can write poems all fucking day long. Poems are great. But if you try to write a poem and then make it a song, you're gonna write a bad song. You've heard that a million times. But if you just let the song like create the energy that it is, let that energy make you feel how you are, let that feeling create whatever the words are that you need to produce to, to understand that feeling, those are the lyrics that fit that song. You know what I mean? Those are the best lyrics for that song. I mean, you can't write a best song for a certain lyrics. You know what I mean? Because how many songs have been written for a certain set of lyrics or how many times has a song been rewritten or, or, or remade or whatever, you know? And you always look back and you're like, wow, you know what, the original was actually the best. That's the one that I like the best. Out of all of the re-recordings of that, the original, that's the one I like the best. And maybe there's another one down the line where somebody really feels it, they really get it. They're like putting themselves into it. But uh, yeah, man, I, I rarely do I ever write a lyric first. It's always yeah. like, like I might come up with an idea, like maybe right. a line or a phrase, yeah, or a phrase. But at the at the most, yeah. Drew, how do you write? Yeah. What do you what do you, how do you, I know you are a little more analytical with your writing, right? Well, it took me a long time to figure out that a poem is different from a song. So mm-hmm. um, absolutely. Now I kind of just let um, I write. I I let the song develop phonetically. So yes. like the syllables, yeah. the the sounds of the like especially the vowel sounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um yes. I let that I let the things the vowel sounds that I'm hearing and feeling that kind of guides what the lyrics turn into now. Yeah. So exactly. do you remember how you you remember Very how you familiar. did it back Very in familiar. the day? Very familiar. Yeah, I just I remember I, taking I, a lot from you and Will and sort of well, like well, you know, yeah, the, so, the lyrics did come first actually in that. Yeah, so I would write I would just write what I thought might work and then you would actually make it work so i i don't really i (laughs) mean it was all it was all very collaborative you know like it it was just kind of a big miasma of drunken stupidity (laughs) and like we would pass lyrics and notebooks back and forth and they would just kind of you would mold them into something so you had a word orgy (laughs) yeah word orgy that's perfect. Oh. <laughs> Word, yeah. Um, that's, sh- yeah, that's in the that's in the new uh, Microsoft update uh, <laughs> in the AI. The AI, AI Word or orgy. Or, 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 yeah, <laughs> Clip, Clip, Clippy pops up and says, "It looks like you're trying to have an orgy. Would you like some help? <laughs> Would you like some help? Yes. Let me, well, let me invite others." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, guys, I could do this all night. Would you like me to... to go through your contacts list? <laughs> Please. Please do. Oh, God. I see these. I see these don't have keys. 
<laughs> all right, I can yeah. do this all night, but I need to go help my wife with the kiddo. He's he sounds it's, like he's being a terror. It's cool. We'll we'll wrap up. Great to see you, Tim. Take care. This is, this is what hey, we I love become. you guys. I love you, Tim. This is what we become. I how we yeah, drew. I'm, I miss you guys. Miss, yeah. Good to see you, Tim. Love you guys. Say hi to your Here, wife buddy. for me. Say hi yeah. to your wife for me. Show all your right, wife. Oh. <laughs> Y'all too. Y'all too. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, well uh, we can wrap it up, guys, unless you have any yeah. final thoughts on proper flesh suits. I just want to say that uh, as far as the flesh suit is concerned, um, it's your time suit. It's the only way you exist in time. You wear your flesh suit, your time suit, and that's why you're here. Other than that, um, thank you so much for letting me hear the uh, the Rent Money Big stuff. I mean, I've heard some of it, but not all, like, not not some of these songs. And, uh, goddamn, man, you guys are great. I really, really fucking, I really enjoyed it. They, like, that's what made me want Tim in the band, was hearing that, hearing him there. It was like, yeah, dude, this guy gets the energy that we want to produce. And uh, so, I love what you guys did. It's And I got yeah, a little sad that you're not still doing it. Thank you. Well, you know, yeah. we're all still making music. It's just yeah. kind of the g- realities of geography. Catch yeah, up of course. With you, you of know? course, so, man. Um, well, I stole I, him from be, you. Yeah, well, no, that's good. He, Somebody's got to put him to use. Yes. Um, Timmy is a little, he's a little battery that you got to like plug in. Yeah. And, and, and make sure that he energizes everything. Yeah. yeah, I would like, I was actually thinking the other day, like if I was writing, if I was trying to write songs, for this band what like how would i what would i do differently and i i kind of for the first time since we broke up i like i kind of realized what it was that we were doing because it's like i can approach it from the context now of having made other music for yeah 15 years and like i feel like i finally have an appreciation for like what it was that we did and um i i like i can i can kind of identify what what made it different what made it special yeah. and like i i feel like the the thing that i'm most proud of is that it doesn't it doesn't sound dated to it the does time not. that we made it Ew. like when like, we were I, yeah when we were making right this yeah. yeah, when we were making this record, it was like, you know, it was, it, it was kind of the, there were a lot of, like, emo bands and, um... Screamo, you know, like, emo, that type of stuff, yes, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah and, yeah. like, like the, the garage rock revival was going on. And, um, I mean, it's not like we weren't, it's not like we turned our noses up at that stuff, it's just... We you put, wanted to do what you were doing, like, right? There yeah, was no, like, yeah, there was no contrivance, you know, like yeah. we weren't trying to fit a certain mold and we were just kind of doing what we did authentically. And I think that's why it doesn't, that's, that, that's why when you hear it, you don't think, oh yeah, that's, that sounds like 2004. Yeah. No, yeah. And not a lot yeah. of bands at that time were um, embracing looseness and chaos and, you know, yes. And you guys just really let it fly, and yeah, we just went for um, it. Yeah, that's. What, I want to ask you uh, one question, quick, Drew. That just occurred to me, but like, so the riffs and the the different parts of the different songs to me as a listener feels very much like first thought, best thought. Like, just we need a part, the first idea that works, yes, and we're moving on. But does that? Is that how it went, or did you like yeah. really kind of labor over the riffs and? Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, the best stuff just kind of happened, and we didn't really have to think that hard about it. It's kind of like, I mean, I know we were pretty loose and chaotic, but at the same time, like we th- we threw out a lot of ideas to arrive at what stuck and everything was just really democratic and we were always um 
you know, we were always writing with everybody in the room. I, I like, I would show up with ideas and sometimes with arrangements, but like it wasn't done until everybody had no complaints. And yeah, until everybody had their um, say, everybody played their parts. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And there was like, like, there was a really good kind of like productive tension between everybody and like no, people weren't like shy about saying yeah this isn't working uh let's not let's not do this um it was it was good you know it was it was a good relationship i haven't ever i haven't ever had a band dynamic like that since and it's it's just weird it's it's just it's so weird i've never i've never had anything just like that um intensely collaborative since i mean like how you and i have a good working relationship too but it's it's like we just have personalities that that like work with so little friction that like we just have uh, a different kind of dynamic but like yeah there isn't that intensity and i I have had a. I don't think I've had anything quite as intense as Rent Money Big, you know. But I have had those, those collaborative relationships with more heat in them. And and when there's an underpinning of respect, you know, that is really special when you can have both the heat and the respect at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, yeah. We all, you know, we all were happy to be able to play with each other, and we, you know, we were also honest with each other. So, got it. It worked out. Perfect. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it. Travis, Drew, don't go anywhere. This is the show ending, but uh, listeners, we're going to let you go. Um, We'll be back next week is the plan with, uh, I think I can say uh, Lefty Grove is coming on and we're going to do kind of a overview uh, with uh, Lefty uh, Ebony and his, his music over his whole life. Um, and then in two weeks, we'll be back with my last show before I go on break, uh, which we'll be listening to my uh, album, Frog on the King's Head, uh, which I'm super excited to share with everybody. But until then, we have been the Long Play Listening Party. Later, everybody. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.